Welcome to FitChicks Chat brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we are dedicated to teaching you all about fitness, nutrition, and wellness, as well as how to build an incredibly successful business using our proven techniques and systems designed to get you certified, confident, successful, and get you results for yourself, your business, as well as your clients. Now, if you've ever wondered, how can I be successful as a coach? Where do I find my first client? How do I even build a business? Where do I begin? I want you to make sure to listen to the end of each episode so that you can hear inspiring stories from our graduates of the Fitchix Academy and hear how they signed their first clients, how they built their business of their dreams and paid back their tuition just weeks after graduating and how all of this is possible for you too. Welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn, and today is part two of our out, Heading Outdoors fitness class um, podcast episodes. <laughs> so today is part two, and part two is, so if you haven't listened to part number one, part number one was all about the do's and don'ts of heading outdoors teaching fitness classes. But for part two, what we're going to be focusing on today is about the big daunting question of how to handle rain or weather issues when you're teaching classes outside. So we're going to talk about specifically solving that problem. Now, again, if you haven't listened to part number one, please go back and listen to that because I'm talking about all the do's and don'ts and how when we were teaching our outdoor fitness classes, how we would set our classes up for success and clients up for success, and how we would also structure our sort of to-do list checklist for all of our trainers so that they were running successful camps across the board as well. So check that out. That was part number one. Today is part number two, all about rain or shine, outdoor classes solved. Um, So I'm so very excited to have you joining me today. So the biggest question that people have is what do we do? How do we handle it? How do we set our clients up for success? And those should be the questions you have, because when you haven't taught outdoor fitness classes before, or even if you have, oftentimes people are missing certain elements to set their clients up for success and to set their business up for success. So what we're talking about today is specifically how to do that and how to solve this big problem, this big question mark. So the first thing that you want to do when you're teaching fitness classes outside is number one, to have a clear policy in place. Now I know policy is like policy, schmolicy sounds so like want, want, but policy is important. A policy clearly states exactly what people can expect and that they're aware of it in advance, right? This is how you set your clients up for success. You tell them in advance, this is the policy around a rain date. So Um, number one, the one thing that we used to do with our policy. So our policy at fit chicks, when we were teaching outdoor fitness classes was that we never called a class. So we would cancel a class only if it was thunder or lightning. So if it's just regular rain, we wouldn't, um, cancel a class. We would either move it to a covered space. So listen back to lesson. I mean, um, last week's episode to learn more about that, or we would actually move it into like a park, like a parking lot or somewhere that was a paved area, not in a grass area so that it wasn't slippery. And that also counts for even if it rained during the day and it wasn't raining once class time happened, we would still not teach in the grass because it would usually be pretty slippery and it's dangerous for your clients. So you want to keep them safe. 
But so our policy was only canceled if it was thunder or lightning. The other thing that you have to keep in mind, I know at least here in Canada, where we are, we have a lot of humidity in the summer. And so the other thing that we always had to look at was high Humidex ratings. So when it became so hot that it was just really not safe and not ideal to be outdoors. We want this to be an enjoyable experience for our clients. We want them to enjoy it and want to come back. And so we would always have a rain date and a heat policy. And in those policies, it would clearly state we only called our classes one hour before the class started. So if, for example, we were teaching in the evenings at 7 p.m., even if at 4.30 p.m. it was thunder and lightning, it did not mean that the class was canceled. At 6 p.m. is when we would make that decision because weather can change so drastically so quickly. Same thing with heat. Oftentimes, it would actually cool down quite a bit as the evening went on. And so by the time class would happen, it would actually be great. So we were able to still run our classes. If we called it during the day, oftentimes we would have to reschedule so many classes, which would end up just being such a pain, not only for uh, from a business standpoint, but mostly for our clients, right? Because a lot of times people that are attending your classes have this in their schedule and you don't want to have to have them reschedule. So always we had it one hour before. Now, um, the other thing that we did was that we had a clear policy that stated the client was responsible for contacting our trainers. So their specific trainer, they would either email them or they would call them. So if they emailed them, the trainer was responsible for setting up their auto um, out of um, out of office responder. And it would just simply say if class was on or if it was rescheduled. That way, though, they weren't having to respond to every single email. Same thing with their phone calls. Rather than having to answer every call or if they missed calls, if they're on the other line, they would actually change their voicemail to say, hey, class is still on today. I'll still see you at the park, blah, blah, blah. Or it would say, because of the weather, we've decided to move the class and this is going to be your makeup date. So for makeup dates, the other thing that was in our policy was when those makeup dates were an option. So the makeup dates were always the same week when available, obviously weather dependent, but we would always schedule them for the Saturday or the Sunday morning. So because our classes specifically, we taught during the week, they were taught from between Monday to Thursday. Our makeup days were always on Saturday or Sunday mornings. So that way there, it allowed for the clients to be able to kind of plan in advance, knowing, okay, if it is raining, it's going to be Saturday at 10 a.m. or Sunday at 10 a.m. And again, that would also be dependent on looking at the weather coming up for that weekend to see which one made sense. But that was the number one thing is like, number one, have a clear policy in place, put it on your website, put it in your FAQs, send it in your confirmation email when people register for your program so that they see it, they read it, and they are like, okay, good, I got it, I understand it. We also had every single first class of every um, program, our trainers would go over it with all of their clients in class so that everybody was super aware. Now, the next thing that I want you to think about with rain date is to be prepared. So again, first thing, think of your space that you're using. Is there a covered space available? If so, use that space of the park definitely. And even if it's not the regular space that you would normally meet, say you know that there's a gazebo in your park, in your park, let your clients know on rain days, we go to the gazebo, right? Super simple. And then they'll be fully aware. Or if it's not a gazebo, as I mentioned earlier, have a paved area that's close by. So whether it be the parking lot that they normally park in and then put pylons out so you can block it off and you can still run your classes. In the rain, I know sometimes people think like, oh, being out in the rain, 
it's, you know, it's going to be terrible. It really doesn't have to suck. It can actually be pretty great, especially in the summer. If it's really hot, it can be quite refreshing. So just make it fun, make it interesting. And just know that like, if it is raining, as long as it's safe, just have a safe space to run it. And then of course, the last thing about being prepared is I also want you to think about from a client perspective, what can you give to them to be able to protect their stuff? So one of the things that we had all of our trainers do was in their bags, like in their boot camp kit that they would bring to class, they also had some garbage bags in there. The garbage bags were specifically meant for rain days. So if it was raining, all of their clients could put their purses, their bags, their car keys, whatever, their phones inside of this garbage bag. And we would tie it up and we would keep it. The trainer would keep it close by to protect everything. That way there, it kept everything safe. Now, of course, with... COVID currently and restrictions and obviously um, social distancing. The other thing you could do is just have some like Ziploc bags or grocery bags that you can then give to clients if they want to use them or remind them to bring their own just in case it is raining. Now, the next thing I want you to think about when you're thinking of rain dates. So if you are teaching outdoors and it is raining or it has been raining throughout the day, Um, or if it's really hot. So we'll talk about rain first and we'll talk about the hot stuff. But the first thing I want you to do is think about, think about it like a client. So would you, as a client of your own program, want to be laying down in the rain? Would you want to lay your yoga mat down and have it get soaking wet? And then it takes like two, three days to dry out. Absolutely not. So one of the rules that we always had for all of our trainers across the board was if it rained or if it was raining, that we did no groundwork. So we always planned in advance. We'd always have sort of a 10 minute um, substitution kind of programming that we would slip in and replace any groundwork with that way there, we were prepared in advance. We knew, Oh, what we'll do this extra drill. We'll do this standing ab work. We'll do this kind of stuff as opposed to any groundwork. And we would tell our clients, leave your yoga mats and your weights in your car. We're not going to use them today because of the rain. They appreciate that so much because it shows that you're forward thinking and you're setting your clients up for success. Of course, the next thing from a perspective of a client is to think about the safety aspect, right? So safety aspect of, again, not going on slippery grass, not running up and down hills if it's raining or if it has been raining, Um, always looking at like if there's like muddy zones. So even if it's not raining anymore, but it rained yesterday and it was tons of rain, is there a ton of mud on the grass? If so, you want to keep your clients safe. That goes back to the whole checking your safe space from um, last week's episode when I was going through sort of a site inspection. That's also part of it is looking at the grounds and making sure that they are safe for your clients. And then of course, as I mentioned, just make it so that your clients are being like, they're top of mind, right? They have to be top of mind and you have to put yourself in their shoes. You have to think, I don't want to lay on the grass. I don't want to run in the mud. I don't want to do these things. And maybe you do, maybe you really enjoy those things, but not everybody does. And so you want to keep it as safe as possible and as like top of mind as possible so that your clients know that they are appreciated, that they're respected and that they're feeling safe and they're feeling happy and confident with the session. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is just the heat. Now, I know it's talking about rain, but I am going to just talk about this heat policy really quickly too. And that is when we would run classes and it was really hot days, part of our policy was also, of course, we had that one hour policy, but part of our policy for our trainers was 
just like with the rain date where we would sub out any groundwork for heat policy, we would actually sub out a lot of cardio. So instead of doing a lot of cardio on those really hot days, so any cardiovascular training or any like really fast hit training or Tabata, we would actually sub it out for some more low impact activities. Our clients were still able to get a great workout. They were still able to um, move their bodies, feel like they were connected, feel like they're a part of that community and they still got everything they were paying for. It just was going to be a little less intense. Again, from a safety standpoint, we're just trying to make sure that our clients are feeling safe and appreciated throughout every single session. So our, um, our trainers knew sub it out for extra core work, sub out some of the cardio for some more strength work, sub out, um, maybe do some more like groundwork and things like that. So what could you do to be able to make it so that this session is completely safe for your clients, especially if we're teetering on the edge of like almost canceling because of the human X warnings. Um, and then the final thing again is just modify according to the weather. So if it is rain, if it is humid, if it is muggy, if it is yucky, clients are going to show up and they might be a little bit bummed. They might not feel super excited about being there because they're thinking like, ah, the weather kind of sucks. It is your job as their leader to not give into that. Even if you're like, oh gosh, it's so hot just show up and have so much fun because they are going to feed off your energy. 100% make it exciting, make it different. Um, you know, I've seen classes where people have done, like they filled water balloons and then they'll like play like water balloon, like, you know, races and stuff like that, just to like make it fun and interesting. Like you can think of different creative fun ways to make the classes so that they are not just the same, do some games and stuff. So even if it is raining, you're not making people feel like, oh my gosh, it's just pouring in my face, right? So think of it as a opportunity to be able to embrace it and just remind clients that like, hey, the rain's actually a really good thing because it's cooling us down. So we won't even notice how sweaty we are. All right. So I hope that this was helpful for you to understand how to navigate through the rain date. Again, the most important aspect is the beginning of this, which is having that policy in place and making sure that everybody's aware of it from your clients right down to if you have trainers on board, they're very clear and it is reminded and clearly stated through the confirmation email, through um, your sign up process. And it's also reminded at your first class of the session so that people are very, very aware of it. And there's no question marks. All right. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have yourself an amazing day. And of course, if you are interested in getting certified so that you can start teaching fitness classes outside and you can start heading outdoors and following that passion, make sure you check out our Fit Chicks Academy Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification. You can learn more at fitchicksacademy.com. Have yourself an amazing day and we'll see you again next week. Bye everyone. Hello, beautiful Fit Chicks community. My name is Blair and I'm an educated medical professional turned health coach and fitness instructor with a passion for disease prevention. So my previous working experience as a physician assistant helped me gain a deeper understanding of many common chronic diseases like diabetes, and this inspired me to find ways that I could help women prevent these diseases in the first place. Since leaving my job as a full-time physician assistant, I've poured myself into the health and wellness world by expanding my education with, of course, Fitchix, and by working as a corporate health coach. Now, with a little bit of extra time during this pandemic, I've finally been able to launch my dream business, Her Habits. 
With her habits, I'm able to offer highly personalized online health coaching programs that leverage habit-based coaching to help women ditch the diet and adopt healthy habits that will realistically work in their lives. My coaching is ideal for women who maybe just don't know where to begin, who want to level up, who would benefit from ongoing accountability, support, and guidance, who are maybe a bit concerned about their future health and well-being, so you might be at risk of developing a chronic disease, are ready to ditch the diet and create a healthy lifestyle that will support their long-term health, or who are looking for a highly personalized approach that is flexible and that caters to your unique wants, needs, experiences, and background. Now, not only am I passionate about helping women create the life that they desire, but I am also really excited to build a community where women can connect with like-minded individuals and where we can lift each other up. And that's really where my motto, Women Helping Women, stems from. So since finishing the Fit Chicks program, the one thing that has really blown my mind is just how helpful finding your niche is. And admittedly, this took me a long time to figure out, but once I was able to, it really allowed me to focus and it gave me a better understanding of who my audience and who my future clientele would be. A few other things that are and actually that continue to blow my mind is just how much people want to support you and see you succeed. And I think that this is something that we easily underestimate, especially if you are like me and you're afraid of putting yourself and your brand out there. Now, the last thing I want to mention quickly is that I am still really amazed by the entire Fit Chicks community. So that's all you guys out there. And just by how consistently Laura and Amanda show up for their peeps. And like I said before, at Her Habits, my motto is women helping women. And it's just really nice to see this at play in the real world. So my biggest piece of of advice for anyone out there who's looking at getting started and building their own fitness and nutrition business is to, well, just start. So after the Fit Chicks Ethany course, it still took me more than a year to finally bite the bullet and launch my health coaching business. And for me, I don't even remember where I saw this, but I read a quote that said, if not now, when? And it really made me think like, really though, when? So this notion coupled with the fact that I had much more time during the pandemic culminated in the creation of her habits. And don't get me wrong, guys, since launching my Instagram page and in the very near future, my website, I still feel scared. I'm probably honestly a little too self-critical, but the good news is that by stepping outside of my comfort zone, I felt free and it's really allowed me to fully embrace my dreams. So to wrap it up, I invite all of you to connect and to become a part of the Her Habits community and whether it be to talk about health, fitness, or to discuss the difficulties of traversing a new business venture, I am all ears. I'm here for you guys. So again, this is Blair from Her Habits. You can find us at Her Habits on Instagram or feel free to drop me a line, info at her-habits.com. Have a beautiful, happy, and healthy day. 
Now, if you are ready to get certified today and build the fitness and nutrition business of your dreams, we invite you to join our Fit Chicks Academy upcoming certifications for our fitness and nutrition expert program, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certifications. So we can help you build a successful business using our proven formula that has helped hundreds of our graduates do the same. Learn more at www.fitchicksacademy.com. And we look forward to welcoming you to the Academy. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.